Welcome back, business besties. It has been a week for real, so we are ready to just dive right in. Yes. So, segment one, what's happening in your business life this week? This week's been super fun. I've been able to do a lot of showings with first-time home buyers, which is always a fun time because you're meeting new clients, you're kind of seeing what their wants and their needs are. Um, and then it's just an op- awesome time to like open up and introduce yourself and kind of create and start building that relationship. I've also been working with some builders, which has been fun. Um, and then also I'm the director over the public relations committee. So this week we've kind of fully started our like ready, set, go. And I've been going to all of the high schools. So we're sponsors for all of the high schools. Um, and so I've been going to all of the booster meetings, meeting everybody that I need to, and kind of just getting my committee ready to rock and roll for this year. We have a lot of awesome things that are coming up and we're meeting in the next couple of days. So I'm super excited to, I've been working super hard on coming up with activities and fun things that we can do to get out in the public and help um, and make a difference in any way that we can. And so that's been super, super fun for me this week for business. But other than that, it's just been um, kind of hanging out. I've also been helping Cody with his business this week. So our business is kind of intertwined. Um, and so it's kind of been fun. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. What's been going on in yours? Oh my gosh. So this week has been one of those weeks where there is no work-life balance. Absolutely none. It's just been out the window. Um, with the addition to our real estate portfolio, we have really started to dive more into asset protection. So I dedicated my time this week to jumping on phone calls with lawyers, talking to our accountants, literally just making the pieces fit because we we wanted to just start investing in real estate. Right. And so we started taking those steps and we didn't know everything at the beginning. So now we're really diving into the important side of how can we protect these assets and what can we do? What are we missing? What's the missing link? What do we need to be looking for? How can we make this connect better and essentially save money via taxes and just protect ourselves all over? For sure. So that has actually been so fun. I, I didn't realize that I'd be so invested in that side of things, but I've been learning about entities and holding companies, all of that. It's been incredible. But um, And then with that, starting renovations for our home. And I've been watching YouTube videos because you know me and Pear are trying to do as much as we can. Right. Um, because it just is cost effective, really. Um, but yeah, learning about it. If I can figure it out, then I'm going to try to do it. That's the mentality that Paris and I have going into it. So yeah, it's been. That's awesome. No work life balance. <laughs> um, just full blown investing in my business. Which I feel like when you're business-driven, there really sometimes isn't a work-life balance. Um, you're devoting everything you have into your business, and so it, it kind of gets hard to yeah to separate those for sure. Yeah, and it helps with a spouse that's on the same page as you Absolutely. and can understand, hey, I want you to be able to educate yourself, and like then you help me educate myself. We really have to distinguish and break it up and you need that support. So I've really appreciated that too about my husband is number one, encouraging that, but then also wanting to do it alongside me. So I agree. I don't know where I'd be without Cody. Like I think about 
all of the times that like we get home at 10 o'clock at night and we don't see each other and I just am like I feel so bad because we're both working so hard for our businesses because we're both entrepreneurs and we both have our own businesses and it's not like we have a nine-to-five job and we're off and dinner's ready at this time and so it takes really great special people to be able to back us up so it's so fun well you can't have business without personal so we'll I mean we kind of are already meshing it anyway but that's the whole point is what's happening in your personal life this week um it's been really fun me and Cody have actually been able to spend a little bit more time together because it is our slower months which has been so fun because we've been able to really focus on our relationships and it's just been so fun to go out and, and do adventures he's been kind of getting me into a little bit more of snowmobiling I got a new climb suit and so I'm really starting to like dive into his hobbies because I always feel like he's there for me and so now I'm diving into his hobbies and it's been super super fun um, and so we've just been hanging out with each other. Our doggy Tilly did get sick this week, so that was kind of a not fun situation. Mm-hmm. But it kind of like brought us closer in the aspect of like when he cares so much about something, it makes me love him ten times more because like sometimes you don't see that all the time. And so he's so he loves on her so much. And well, we got blue collar hauler. <laughs> he's like supposed to be this just. Badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a soft side. He does. He really does. And so it's just so fun to to see him in that element and get to spend time with each other and working with each other. And um, we have a 1954 Plymouth that we have for, that we got for our wedding. Um, if anybody knows me and Cody, we're into vintage and old, beautiful cars. And so we've kind of been trying to decide what we want to do with it this week. Like, We got both of his trucks in to kind of get revamped and ready to go that we can use them for daily once spring comes. And we have this 1954 Plymouth that we're like, what do we do with it? Like, do we keep it? Do we put it in the car show? Like, we have to get it. It's drivable, but it's like, you definitely don't want to drive it because you don't know if the brakes are going (laughs) to save you. You don't know what's going on. So we've kind of been looking at those fun things and just kind of seeing what we need to do with that. So that's awesome. It's just been fun. What about you? Um, yeah, this, I don't know, a, a wind. Like I said, this week's just been a week of good and bad and all of it. So um, I'll start with the n- kind of negative, or not negative, but just like the downsides to personal versus, and then I'll go into like yeah. some really great things that happened this week too. So Paris's family has health issues and it's just been a really emotional roller coaster and taking a toll and invest, you know, being there for them and spending time with them and just being present. Like, it's just, I don't know, it makes you just realize kind of like what everything you're doing is worth and whatnot. Um, But yeah, it's, it's emotionally draining, but we're just happy that we're in a scenario where we can be there for them. Um, and then on the positive side of things, (laughs) so I mentioned, I, I think it was a few podcast episodes ago that I was interviewing with some companies. Yes. Um, so I actually got a job offer yesterday. So exciting. So it's with a really great luxury home builder, um, in Southern Utah. 
Um, it really kind of meshes well with my real estate side, um, investing side, and then jumping more into that, which was really exciting to me. I went through rigorous interviews. There was three-step process, meeting right. with, I mean, that was also part of my week, meeting with the president, meeting with the VP of marketing, meeting with the marketing managers, all of that. Right. So this week has just been crazy, but it's all been worth it. So we're in the negotiation stages right now. I haven't necessarily accepted, but um, I'm also in talks with two other companies as well that I have started interviews with that have been awesome. So I guess it feels nice to feel sought after and wanted, I mean, especially after the release of episode two, talking about getting fired and, um, you know, although that was a mutual decision and whatnot, I feel like it's really validated my experience, my drive, and, you know, finding a company that I really fit with. So, it's been awesome that way. Well, good. I'm so glad. I think that's a super important part is to find somebody that you click with because a job is something that you should love. It shouldn't be that. Like, oh, I have to go to work today. Like, I hope that everybody, I'm sure there's days that you don't want to go whether you love it or hate it, but I hope that everybody can kind of look back and find that, like, I, what can you do to make yourself want to love yes. to go to work and love to work for the people that you work for? Well, coming from a very like corporate world, it's so different transitioning over to Southern Utah where it's very community-driven. Right. And I love that about Utah in general and more specifically Southern Utah. But you even feel it up here in Cache Valley. It's very community-oriented. It's not like your Vegas corporatized feel. Right. So, totally. Anyway, I love that. Well, rolling into the bestie conversation, um, I'm super excited for this one. So what we kind of have for it is it's do you make your bed in the morning or what's the first thing that you do in the morning? Yes. Um, so Lexi, what is the first thing that you do in the mornings? Like do you have a routine or kind of what's the first thing that you do that's like bam, moving on throughout the rest of my day? So I have listened, this is something that I've dove into probably within the last six months, and I am a really simple person. I live by this acronym called KISS. It stands for Keep It Stupid Simple. Mm -hmm. That is how I feel like I've been able to manage my time, manage anything that I'm doing, right? Keep it simple. And so... I listen to the Mel Robbins podcast. She's phenomenal. Who doesn't? She, She's fabulous. If you don't, go listen to her now. Yes. So one of the things that I've adapted is the, her five-second rule. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you think of something, you count down from five and you do it. Correct. So my morning routine has adapted that, and it starts with my alarm going off. I hit the stop button, I count down from five, and I get up. And in that time, I usually visualize, like, positive affirmations. I don't necessarily say them. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of sounds cheesy, but I I do visualize. I say really kind things to myself because um, I am my own self-critic. So I'm, like, constantly, like, beating myself down. And so I want to get into this really mentally positive stage. Right. And for me, it's get up as soon as the alarm goes off. And then start talking really positive things. Right. And then from there, I will look at my planner and see, I'll actually read my yearly goals. I love that. 
because that's really helped me to like set in stone okay today is today but I need to keep the long term in mind for sure and I think it comes down to those daily habits of I don't have to necessarily do something right now today to fulfill that goal but if I have that in the back of my mind my decisions that day will reflect that so my morning routine is like five steps right but the important aspect of it is I just need to get my mental state in check and then go from there. And typically I'll go to the gym in the morning because that really what is what helps me solidify that. I right. think it's um, basically validating myself, right? right? Like I go to the gym, I'm like, I feel good. Right. Validation. I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, ooh, I look good. For Validation. Sure. So if I can get those small steps in in the morning, my day goes so much better. I love that. So I want to ask you, what does your morning routine look like? Um, yeah, so the reason why I selected the talk that I did for today is because I take pride so much in the simplicity of making your bed. I feel like my day does not get off to an accurate, great start if my bed is not made in the morning. And I know that's such a, almost like a stupid thing to even think about. Like, the first thing I'm going to do is make my bed. Like, I guess I, I was just taught when I was young to always wake up. The first thing you do, make your bed, brush your teeth. Like, mm-hmm. it was just kind of something that I grew up with. And when Cody and I got married and moved in together, it was super funny because a rule at our house is the last person out of bed has to make the bed. So there were times where, like, I would come home and the bed would not be made because I was the first person out. And I was like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, do you not make the bed in the morning? And now, like, when I kind of told him how I feel about it and how it makes me feel, like, he is 100% on board and, like, he starts to make the bed too. And it's just one of those things where forever ago I listened to a talk, and I'll read the description here in just a minute, that, like, really really made me think about like the first steps can make like the big steps mm-hmm. down even in a day or down the road um and so I'm gonna read just this little quote yeah that do. I have absolutely loved and I think it's super important it says it's from a U.S. Navy admiral um his name is William McRaven and it says if you want to change the world start off by making your bed if you make your bed every morning you will have accomplished the first task of the day it will give you a small sense of pride and will encourage you to un- to do another task and another and another by the end of the day that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed over the day or over the year and that's something that like really st- has stuck with me over these several years is i'm like one of those task people is I make my bed in the morning and then it's like I have several things that I do in the morning whether it's going to the gym or if it's my day off then it's making my bed in the morning and eating a nice healthy breakfast and I just have these things that I do every single day that help me have a better day Mm -hmm. I also notice that there's things that I choose like life-wise as if I do that task then it helps me succeed throughout my business as well Um, like another one of those is like, if I dress up nice for work or if I dress fancy for myself, then I know that my day, I feel better about myself and I come into work and I have a completely different mentality than when I run in here with jeans and just a 
t-shirt and my hair's in a bun and it's kind of one of my messy days where it's like I've got a million things going and I just don't feel as productive as when I come in in my suit and I'm like bam well, I'm here it's all about like what you said you have to set yourself up for success and for sure. dressing for you is setting yourself up for success it's that mental note it's the validation process that um, the Admiral is talking about right you have to keep the promises to yourself mm -hmm. and that seems so simple like what we're talking about is very very simple Absolutely. but just because it's simple doesn't mean that it makes it easier. Absolutely, for sure. I think that's one of the biggest things is it's like making the bed in the morning. Like it's so almost petty. Like it's just like that little like if I don't make the bed in the morning, I'm not going to have a good day. Like how can that ruin your day if the bed's not made? And I guess I just have a different mindset on it. And I really have to like grasp with the fact that Cody has like joined with me and we both have that because... Like, it just gives me so much thrill to have a small, simple, simple task done. Even when I leave for work every day, I have a task list actually, like, right here that I have hours and I have a box that says notes, reminders, and then to do. And I fill it out every day after work for the following day. And it's just like my, like, that's my last task for the day before going home is making sure that that's completed so the next morning I'm set up to go. Like, it's just my simple things that I do each day to kind of so hit on it. How do you not get overwhelmed by all of the things that you have to do or get to do that day? Um, I haven't been diagnosed, but I have OCD. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm one of those people that I used to think it was a bad thing to have. And I used to think like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. And in fact, like it helps me keep everything intact and it doesn't overwhelm me. In fact, if I don't have my task list out, like with my daily calendar and everything that I'm gonna do for from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. when I get home from work, like it stresses me out to be like, crap, what's next? What did I have to do today? I remember I had something, what was it? And having my task list filled out at the end of every day, I look at it, I leave, I come back, it's sitting right here and I know exactly what I have to do to start my day. And then also like I'm not lallygagging when I come into work and it's just like, okay, I knew I had something to do today, but what did I have to do today? Or even like at home, like me and Cody have it set up to where every Sunday is our cleaning day. Like we will go to church in the morning, we'll come home, we'll eat breakfast, we'll take our Sunday afternoon nap and then we clean the house. And it's like, that's a task that we do every Sunday and it sets us up for the week. Um, I know people, other people think that it's like Monday to Saturday and that's their week. And for me, I think opposite. I'm like, it's a Sunday to Sunday. Like Sunday is when my week starts, which means I want a clean slate at home. I'm ready to go at work. Like I just kind of, I set myself up with tasks. And then once I check them off, it's like the biggest accomplishment, even though it's something so little. What I love about this podcast is the emphasis on different minds, but same grind. For sure. Because you're talking about how you lay out from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. And honestly, that's not realistic for everybody, right? Oh, absolutely. And what we do is giving, giving examples of what makes ourselves successful because we're self-aware. For sure. We're self-aware and that is what works for you. You 
are this great organizer. You have OCD, you lay it out, and that is what drives you. Absolutely. And then on the flip side, I have a completely different way of approaching the same exact thing. Exactly. But when it the comes end of the day, we're all yep, reaching for that. What same it comes thing. back to is we still are taking the same steps in terms of how are we setting up our day? Are we getting in the right mental state? And what does that look like for us individually? For me, it's a simple task list that I can validate with myself. It's the little tiny things that I do that is going to help my day go progressive. Like, honestly, I would love, I think about it and I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could do that, I feel like maybe I could (laughs) conquer the world, right? And not everybody has that way of thinking. And so I'm like, oh, I want to be like that. But I'm like, wait, Lexi, your mind doesn't work like that. Right. And I think another thing that, like, I'll 100% admit, like, the con to it is, like, I will get so upset if something goes Mm -hmm. off in my day that wasn't on that list. Or, like, I married somebody who does not plan anything. Like, I will get a text and it's like, we're doing dinner in 15 minutes with this couple and be dressed and ready. I'm picking you up as soon as I'm done dropping this dumpster off. And I'm like, whoa, we didn't plan this. I've got chicken in the fridge. I need to get that cooked before it goes bad. Like, and it's something that like can really take a toll on you. If you're so like task oriented and you've got your whole day set and you've got your whole plan. And I will say like, that is a con that I am trying to work so hard Mm -hmm. on is when something interrupts my day, like I just need to take it and be like, okay, great, like, now I'm just going to do this and then finish out my day with how I had it planned. Well, I think that's where the the task list really comes in and the validation process comes in. Because if you look at that one negative, that's going to destroy your day. Absolutely. If you look at the 10 things that you did that you accomplished already versus that one negative, you're going to be able to accomplish that. You're going to be like, oh, okay, that was kind of crappy, mm-hmm. that one negative thing. It could ruin the rest of my day and I could be completely unproductive. Or I could say, I did 10 really positive things today. Yeah. Why am I letting this affect me that much? Absolutely. And I think it just goes back to even like the goals that I've prepared for myself for the year is it's just I like to keep uniform. I'm running so many businesses myself and then I'm also helping Cody with his businesses and I'm a director and I have my hands and so many different things that if I don't I feel like if I don't do this then I'm not going to be 100% prepared and I feel like that even messes me up more because when I go into a meeting and I'm not prepared I feel like oh I did not do my job correctly I did not do my best and like you say, like we are our biggest critics and sometimes that can get the best of us. And it's like, slow down, breathe, you're prepared, go over what you need and just take it one step at a time. And that's what I really try to do is fill out my tasks, make my bed, brush my teeth, do what I need to do. And it just sets me up for the full day because I'm like, this is already done and this is already done and bam. And it just, I used to beat myself up because I wasn't more like really organized Mm -hmm. like I'd be like oh well you just aren't it like you can't be successful because all these entrepreneurs are talking about how they do a 30-step morning routine 
And I tried to do that. And then it was me being met with these unrealistic expectations. And it's not an excuse. It's unrealistic expectations. And me saying, I really want to figure this out. I really want to figure out what works for me. And I want it to be able to associate with my end goals. So what does that look like in terms of I'm still being pushed? I'm still pushing myself. But I'm not trying to make my myself somebody that I'm not right that is keep it simple keep it simple keep it simple Lexi five steps get yourself in that mind and then go from there I feel like it's something too that you can't just like set these high expectations and then jump yeah like I feel like like I say I literally started with just making my bed like and that was it for a long Mm -hmm. time growing up like it was just the make your bed make your bed. And then as I got older, it's like, make your bed, do this, do this. And it, it then made like, it was almost like a, now the make your bed. It, I, I don't even think about it. I right. really don't. Yeah. I wake up, I make the bed and then I'm like getting ready and I'm like, oh, the bed's already made and I walk out. Yeah. Like that's, I feel like when you do something so repetitively, it really just kind of engraves it in your head. And maybe that's when you, if you don't do it, it's like, crap, why didn't I do it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You dedicate yourself to the learning process by tweaking, right? You For add sure. in the steps. Did you add in too much? Am I now putting myself, right. am I pigeon, my, pigeonholing myself into a space that I just can't accomplish? For sure. Or do I need to add more because I need to, I need to push myself, right? For sure. I think it's the same concept too. Like, um, I was told this at a young age, like, Surround yourself by nine millionaires and you'll be the tenth. Mm-hmm. You know, surrounding yourself by those people that want to achieve the same as you do, whether that's business, whether that's personal, whether that's find ten people that want to make their bed in the morning and you'll be the eleventh. Like, just finding those people to surround yourself with to help you check those tasks or hit those goals, I think is really big and I didn't understand the meaning of surround yourself by nine millionaires and you'll be the 10th until I started my business and I kind of had that experience where when I was 19 and I had to pick my friends versus my success and I picked my success and from there it just grew where I feel like you kind of have the lanes where it's like what alley do you go down and what do you want to do to prepare yourself to be successful? And it's just being with like-minded people that also crave the same as you. It's so important. And this is really um, why we started this podcast is because we chose different paths of success. For sure. Rather than, you know, really diving into maybe the college phase or the drinking phase or whatever it is, right? right. Um, which isn't a bad thing. I think that you should live your youth how you want to how you want to live it. But in that is kind of isolation in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's intentional. And I think there's other people that have that same drive, which is what we're out here to like seek and do is, hey, if you and I have this same mentality, I guarantee there's other people out there. So let's quit isolating ourselves. Let's make each other the 11th millionaire. For sure. And I feel like to even kind of put yourself there you have to go through the trials and the errors and the mistakes of like getting in trouble or doing things that you shouldn't be doing and then it kind of like it 
pushes you to be like, are you going to make that change? Like, I feel like if you get away with so much for so long, you kind of don't have that reality that hits you that's like, are you going to make a change or are you going to keep going down the path that you're going down? And so, I don't know, I feel like this was so exciting for me to talk about today because it's so simple as to just making your bed, but Mm -hmm. it really sets you up for so much more down the road that just pick one task that you want to do daily. If that's vacuuming your front room or if that's getting the dishes done for the day or if that's just simply making dinner or going to the mailbox or getting a walk-in, going to the gym, like whatever it is that you feel that you need, I would highly suggest just doing that and then seeing what more you can succeed down the road, setting yourself up for the success instead of setting yourself up for success instead of setting yourself up for failure. 100%. No, I, I really love that. I think my biggest question for you is how do you do it all? That's a big question. <laughs> it is. It's, it's really extensive. But um, as I'm listening to you, I think that's important to touch on. Um, there's so much that we, we play a hand in, the things sure. that we're doing. And how, I mean, there's pros and cons, like you mentioned previously, to everything. So how do you do it all, and what are the pros and cons to that, you know, pursuit of success? Yeah. Um, I think the pros are that I have such big dreams, and I have such a big mindset that, like, I don't ever want to stop. And that could also be a con, too, because I feel like sometimes I push myself to where I'm like, you need a break before you burn out. And... I just feel like sometimes I have to do it all and I know that I don't have to but I have had that mindset for forever and so I think that kind of engraving that in me and also seeing the reward from a lot of the stuff has made me want to keep going Mm -hmm. and like I say it's as simple as printing off a task sheet filling it out every single day and scheduling that in making sure that I can do it whether that means that it takes me an extra five minutes to get home. It's also something, like we said about earlier in this podcast, like having that support system on the other side is huge because if he doesn't understand how passionate I am about something, it can really drain how you feel about it too. And so I think that's super important is I, like I say, I strive so hard to be the best And I think that's just what keeps me going is such big dreams and such big goals. And then when I hit those goals, it sets me on fire and I feel like a rocket ship just flying. And I always use the saying, like, if the little me could see where I am today, like, that also keeps me going. Because I'm like, I never want to not be proud of things, if that makes sense. And I, I'm, I know that I'm always proud of myself and I always will be, but I feel like it's deeper for me because of some of my background. Yep. And I think it goes clear back to when you're a little girl. Like I just, like people would ask me what I wanted to be when I was little. And I feel like I did not have an answer because I had so many goals that I wanted to reach that I couldn't just say one. There were so many things that I wanted to hit. I think that's so important because I have felt the same way on my entrepreneurial journey. It's like you hear people like, I knew what I wanted to be when I was 10. 
I could never figure out that answer up until, I mean, even more recently, right? Like, you still keep questioning yourself and you're like, why do all these people have it figured out and I don't? I know I want to be something great. I have this passion for being something great. Like, but what, you know, mm-hmm. what, it, it's almost frustrating, right? I think I look at it as what's the alternative from a very realistic standpoint because you can dream all day and you can say you want to do these things all day, but to really like put it in place for myself, I always ask, what's the alternative, Lexi? Right. Do you want to sit here and live a life of mediocrity, of doing the day-to-day functions, you know, living life with your spouse, but not really living, like, it all comes back to what's the alternative and the passion behind the alternative, right? I don't want to live a life with not achieving these goals that I set out to do. It's all about that validation. That's what's inspiring. That's what's motivating. And it comes back to the daily tasks, right? You look for that validation. Did I hit the gym today? Heck yeah, I did. And I look and I feel great. So I want to keep feeling this way. I want to keep getting these dopamine hits. Absolutely. So how can I do that? How can I set myself up for success? The alternative to me is way worse than the lack of work-life balance. I totally agree. I think that is something that's super important that you just have to figure out where you're at and what you want. And then from there, you can totally succeed in it and know that you have a support system behind you. And if you feel like you don't, then reach out for that support system or I tell myself all the time, like, I just want to start something that like a task group, for example, like that sounds so silly, but I'm like, I would love nothing more than to support women who want to just write on a sticky note what they want to do for the day because I think... Or an accountability or, group, absolutely. right? Because I, I know people want to do this more, but how can we like set them up for success, right? Totally. I'm always looking bigger picture, bigger everything. There's so much opportunity out there and room for so much growth. Like don't ever look at something and say, well, somebody's already doing that. I, I can't do that. Or... I don't know. Don't limit yourself. Agree. I feel like it also kind of goes back to like you're sitting here asking me questions on what I do and I'm happy to share every little thing that I do to make myself successful every day. And I feel like that kind of goes back to like gatekeeping it. Like Mm -hmm. what are you doing that you don't want to share with somebody else? Like why do you feel like you have to keep everything a secret? Why can't you just give it out there? Because if you're successful and somebody else follows in your footsteps, like they could either be just as successful as you or they might not do it to how you did it, mm-hmm. but yet why keep it? And I think that's just something that I try to be so positive on is no matter what you do, I want to share how I do it so that I can potentially help anybody like well, that. And with gatekeeping kind of on the flip side is glamorizing the work that it actually takes, right? Because right. I mean, with social media and everything, it's so easy to, to look in and say, oh, she's so successful. She's doing this. How does she do this? Like, what what is she not actually telling me? Right. What are you not actually telling me? Right? And it's like, nothing and that's what this platform is for like for sure. I'm gonna be extremely vulnerable and say hey I'm freaking self-doubting myself this week and I'm gonna tell you that I 
uh, literally this week has been full of self-doubt right. and it's been an emotional roller coaster. Um, I want to cry every other day, but then every other day I'm like, I'm also badass. Yeah. I am doing so many great things, but you have to have both. For sure. And I think it's just always looking at the positive, like coming on here and saying, I have OCD. I could take that as a negative all day long and drive that into the ground when really I look at it and I'm like, I'm OCD, but I have a clean house all of the time. I have a clean office. I'm, I tell you what. My fridge, I, like, it's just, it's a problem. But I'm positive about it because right. I love going home and the fact that my whole fridge is categorized by colors and what's in there. And I just, I think to wrap this podcast up is just start with that one task in the morning, whether mm-hmm. that's making your bed, whether that's getting up and saying how wonderful you are or saying affirmations, looking at your vision board, looking at your goals, saying them out loud, whether that's just getting up and doing a stretch in the morning to like mm-hmm. open yourself up. I I would just say start with that one task and if I could give a task to start with, I would highly recommend making your bed because I think that it's such a small thing that you might not think make will make a big difference, but at the end of the day it can. Yeah, definitely. I love that and mine would be to start with that five second rule that Mel Robbins talk, Which talks I about. Love. It's huge. Mine even starts before my bed because if I have to wait for Paris to get out of bed, then it, it almost <laughs> yeah. excuse it, right? And yeah. that's a very solid thing. That, I mean, if you're a mom and your kid's still sleeping in the bed with you or for whatever, sure. and it's like, okay, come back to that in three steps. But first, for sure. hit, don't hit the snooze. Five second rule, get your mind in check. And then go brush your teeth, whatever, kid starts getting up, and then you make your bed, right? For sure. But it's... You just, you have to follow your life and what works best for you and maybe give it a trial and error. Like it, and it doesn't have to be the first step every single day. You can totally change it up. It's just having that first step that gets you going for the rest of the day. Definitely. Well, is there any final questions that you have? I think I'm good. I feel like we've talked about a lot I feel like we've covered a lot of areas on here and well it's kind of crazy because it all is hand in hand it really is and it's like we we went through a few different areas today but it all comes back to the basics keeping it simple and starting with the one thing you can control for sure in the beginning of your day full circle well thank you business besties for joining us today we hope that you liked it as much as we did And we'll see you next week. Bye.